Peace. Mm-hmm.
morning, sunshine. I'm going to get us started off with a prayer and then we'll uh, move along through our worship this morning. God, thank you so much for letting us just be here today, dear Lord. Uh, we thank you for um, the changing of the leaves outside. We thank you for the changing of the fall season. Um, God, we are just reminded of your beauty by that. Uh, God, just I ask that you go with us today um, throughout this service. Um, I ask that uh, you be with our music today. I hope it's pleasing to your ears, dear Lord. I hope to, or ask that you be with Jamie as well um, as he uh, gives a lesson today, dear Lord. I, I ask uh, that you also let us uh, just kind of relax in here today and um, learn something new about you and what you do for us. And it's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Restore my spirit, Lord, I need restore. My heart is weary, please help me, dear Lord. I stand in need of more strength from your word. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Revive the fire, Lord, deep in my soul. Stir my desire to work in your fold. Line in my heart, dear God, your zeal grown cold. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, <clears throat> my soul. Renew my courage, Lord, it needs restored. My cup is empty, refill it, dear Lord. Replace all doubts and fear with faith so bold. Renew my love, rebuild my faith, oh, restore my soul. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God, Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. By the living word of God I shall prevail, standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises of Christ the Lord, bound to him eternally by love's strong cord, overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword, standing on the promises of God, standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God, 
Standing on the promises I cannot fall. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting in my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Uh, we use this song before our scripture reading and prayer this morning. In heavenly armor enter the land, the battle belongs to the Lord. No weapons that fashioned against us will stand, the battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor. battle belongs to the Lord. He's raised up a standard, the power of his blood. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. Hard, do not fear. The battle belongs to the Lord. Take courage, my friend. Your redemption is near. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power, and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power, and strength to the stand for our scripture reading and prayer to follow. Morning. Uh, today's scripture will be from Romans 12 verses 1 through 2. Therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Bow with me, please. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this day that you bless us with, and I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to come to your house to worship you today. I ask that you these services be upright, pleasing and uprising to you. As you plead with Jamie as he brings a message today, that you work through him to deliver your word. As you watch over us, guide, guard, and direct us. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.
Come. 
together in the Lord's Supper. Um, I've kind of compiled a few verses. Um, I'm not going to give each chapter and verse and book that they come from. I'm just going to kind of read them through. You'll, you'll recognize them, but just a way to remind us um, why we're here, why we participate in the Lord's Supper. Um, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this blood and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So as we, uh, we commune together, let's remember um, as we eat this bread and drink this cup that we are saved by and through the blood of Jesus Christ. Will you bow with me? Lord, we thank you for this day. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you for these people uh, in this congregation, Lord. We thank you for this family. Lord, we thank you that uh, you promised you'd be with us when we gather together, Lord. Help us to feel your presence, Lord. Help us to keep our minds focused um, on you, Lord, and to praise you and to worship you, Lord, and be open um, to hearing about you and changing our lives to follow you closer. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, Lord. We thank you for the sacrifice uh, he gave on our behalf. It's in his name we pray. Amen.
Will you pray with me again? Just a second. I thought we were done with the bread. We're still finishing up. Sorry. Lord, we come to you again. Lord, we thank you for um, this fruit of the vine, Lord. We thank you that it represents Jesus' blood. Lord, we thank you that he uh, is willing to give it on our behalf, Lord. We thank you for the power that it held, Lord, that it was able to, uh, to cleanse us, Lord, and to be our sacrifice. Um, Lord, we thank you again for Jesus and what he did on our behalf. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. greatest commands.
more time through. God is love. God is love. God. lesson this morning and also to send the kids to children's Bible time. I think I've only done this song once so we'll have to keep up together. Troublesome times are here filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear now is that stay. Humbling your heart to God saves from the chastening rock, seek the way pilgrims drop, Christians awake. My Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon, many will meet their doom, trumpets will sound. All of the dead shall rise, righteous meet in the sky, going where no So many cold, losing their home of gold. This in God's word is told, evils abound. When these signs come to pass, nearing the end at last, it will come very fast. The trumpets will sound. My Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or up in the sky, telling this world goodbye, homeward we then will fly, glory to share. My Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon, many will meet their doom, trumpets will sound, all of the dead shall rise, righteous meet in the Morning, sunshine. Let me move this stuff around a little bit. It's good to be with you all this morning. As you can see, we're going to push on through this patterns sermon, uh, pattern series. But it's good to be with you. I hope you're having a good Sunday, the 15th of October. In case you don't know this, 
My Sunday's going very well. I get to be with you all, so thanks for coming out this morning. Let's pray together. We'll keep going through the day. God, it's good to be here today. It's such a blessing to be uh, with, your, with your children, with our family, our friends, our loved ones. Father, thanks for friendships and relationships, just the connections that we all have, God, and especially the connection we were blessed to get to have with you. And Father, we know that in times like this, you're here with us. We know you're always with us. You seal us with your spirit. You're always hanging out with us. But God, today, um, I pray that you make yourself known in a special way to us. I pray that you move deeper in us, Father, and that you draw every one of us closer to you. I pray that our time today is not wasted. I pray that our hearts are open, that you make space in there, and then you take up that space with you, with your presence, with your encouragement, and help this day be a blessing to all of us, uh, a place where we can say, I'm really glad. I was a part of this day. I'm glad that God gave me this day, God, and that we can say that, that you did something great in our time together. Move us, God. You're our every hope. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, good morning. How you guys doing today? I just maybe just because I just said a prayer, I just feel like we're a little bit. I mean, I, I, we could do some jump. We could do just just smile, and we won't do any calisthenics or anything like that. But if you don't smile, I might get Zach up here to do one of his fellowship fives or something like that. Words, Romans twelve one and two. This has been the scripture we've been chasing during this time. The first verse, you know, in Romans twelve, he's looking back in Romans eleven. He says, um, therefore, in view of God's mercy. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. There's this hint that, you know, you read 11. You didn't just jump into 12 and grab a text to read all the time. Like, actually read and stay with the Bible. So he's believing and thinking. And so he says, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, right? This is your, this is your whole entire worship. This is your holy time with God. And he says, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. This pattern, there are these patterns that the world chases the world just gets in the groove and and you know some of us we see patterns really well and others not so much and some of us maybe just some patterns don't jump out at us but I can just look through the audience right now and I see a lot of patterns you know a lot of different patterns from chairs to the ceilings to, to to shirts or clothes or whatever we're wearing the pattern of let's stay back away because Jamie might spit on us when he's up there. I mean, look at the rows up here. There's not many people up here. You never know what you're going to get. There are patterns in the world. And, and so Paul reminds us, don't be conformed. Paul, led by the Spirit, says, don't be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's the call that God is doing a work and he's not stopping. He is after something with all of us. And he's very tenacious and very persistent. This probably would go well together. But he's after this with us. And he's not letting up. And so the idea for us is to catch the pattern and find ways to overcome. And so this morning, the pattern we're looking at is the pattern of words, the way that we use words. You know, there's a word that's very popular in society today. It, used to, it wasn't that long ago, like maybe 10 minutes ago, you couldn't really cuss on TV. You couldn't do those kinds of things. And now the F-bomb is flying everywhere. I mean, it's just nothing to hear that like, hello. It's everywhere, all the time, all kinds of language. It's almost, it's like popular to say certain words. And we know that's true. We know how it the status it gives or what it makes us look like around certain folks. 
Do we understand the power? And hear me. I need you to hear me. Don't get disengaged for a minute. If you disengage the rest of the time, that's all right. That's on you. But listen to this. Your words have power. Your words absolutely have power. And to think for a moment that you can just speak flippantly is nuts. You're, you're, this, listen to this word. You're whacked out. <laughs> you're lost. And I mean that word to mean exactly, those words mean exactly what they mean. If you're here today <clears throat> and you think you can just say whatever you want to say, whenever you want to say it, and just use a language or use words to carry whatever, and it just doesn't mean anything. Why are they upset? Sorry, you don't get to live like that. You don't let anybody live like that, and you don't get to live like that. So stay with us a bit here. Hang on to that word, those thoughts, because you have to know, and I have to know, words are a huge deal. I have a, I I, I think it would be called a gifting. Um, I I can hold doors well. You know, I I can uh, turn off the lights after church, spiritual gifting. Um, I'm annoying a lot. I can get... Bathroom tissue and, and, and paper towels from the high shelves at Walmart for smaller ladies that don't mind asking. A spiritual gifting. One of my gifts is words. I got a billion words, man. I mean, a lot of words. The problem is they got labels on them. God's well, these labels. Do not say this. Do not say this. Do not say this. Never, ever, ever say this. And I'm always digging around in those places like, I know you said not to say this, but it just seems so appropriate right now. And then it's like, so bad. So messed up. I say things up here. I leave and I'm like, oh my goodness, did you really say that? I can't believe you said that. That just popped out. It's like there's no door, no gate, man. And if you live in the world, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You think about what you said this week, the way you talk to friends, your family, people you love dearly, the words that you use. I can't, if you're counting me right now, I bet I've used about 700 or 800 words right now. Our words are just amazing how they just fly out of our mouths, you know? Scripture tells us this very clearly. James says, it's like a, you know, think about a rudder on a ship. It's very small, but it can control that ship, that boat, anywhere they want to go. A bridle on a horse. That horse is way bigger than you are, way more strong, but you just pull that bridle and that thing's going everywhere. And he says, your tongue, your tongue, your words, this thing you have, it is so powerful that it can set your whole world on fire by hell. Listen to me. Not a joke. This isn't just some hyperbole. It's like you will destroy your life with your mouth. You'll destroy your life and not just you. You'll take a lot of people down with you. The scary thing is to take an inventory, look back over your life, think of the things you said, the way you've said them, the things that, you have, that have come out of your mouth. Just the last couple of months. I wonder about who is in the way of your verbiage. It's a good word for you right there, isn't it? You're like, did he just say verbiage? Yeah, I just threw that out just like that. It's one of those words back there, you know? It's like, oh, I forgot that was in there. The words have power. Your words have power. It's a huge deal. We're in Honduras, Lydia. I know you're seeing this right now. We're in Honduras this year, uh, this summer, and there's a girl with us, a wonderful girl. We're serving, serving, serving. And I'm not allowed to tell you the, the exact definition of this word, and I'd prefer you don't go around saying, oh, he put muy caliente up on... Don't tell people I said it here, okay? But this word, she's just throwing this word around. She thinks that it's really hot in Honduras, so she's telling everybody how hot it is in Honduras and how she is so, he is so hot. I'm just so... But she's saying, muy caliente, muy caliente, muy caliente. And it's L, it's not two L, so it's not a Y in, 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 in Spanish, two L's, right? Make, but not here. 
Just one more caliente. Well, finally the bus driver's like, hey guys, um, in Spanish, I don't think she means what she's saying. We're like, we keep telling her, you do not know what you're saying. Yes, I do. I'm learning Spanish. I'm so good at it. You do not know what you're saying, and people are hearing what you're saying. And finally, he, a, a Honduran, says to her, this is what you're saying. And she turns red. She's embarrassed. Now she's talking like a million miles an hour. But it's a very personal sexual comment. And she's just going around to everybody in Honduras telling them how she's muy caliente, muy caliente. And we're like, oh, you got to be quiet. Words are a big deal. Do you know that on average, bit high, I, I stacked this just a little bit so you get the, you know, the, the, the power of this. Some say just a little bit less than this, but on average, 16,000 words a day. 16,000 words a day. 16,000. You spew out of your mouth every day. That's crazy. That is so many words. If you're into chapter books, if you're big enough to read chapter books, it's five to six chapters at 200 or 2,500 words, 3,000 words per chapter. That's what typically they are. That's what you're doing. I can't even read a chapter without falling asleep. Well, you speak like five or six, and everybody has to stay awake to hear you, right? It's like, wow, this is, this is a lot of words. It's a lot of words. So what do you do about that? We are so inundated with words that you had to hear words when you're pumping gas now. It's like, are you serious? The gas pump's going to talk to me? I would just like to have a moment where everything just shuts down. Put the gas pump. Hello, if you want to go in, you can have all this stuff inside. And just advertise on talking, 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 talking. Words, words, words. It's just amazing how many words we use. Words are like the Swiss army knife of communication, man. They are used in so many ways, right? Use your words in so many ways. For just a moment, I would like for you to doubt your intentions. Here's what I need to tell you. When you if you stay with this sermon for a few minutes, it's probably going to beat you up a little bit. I'm not intending that because we're all captive to our tongues. It runs this show. But it's actually not actually our tongue. It's our hearts. And every one of us have these moments. I remember my mom saying, oh, I just can't believe I said that. I can't believe I tasted that. You know that time when you're texting, it's like, she is so annoying. I just sent it to her. I can't believe I just sent it to Words, man, are always going out. So just a moment. Take a risk. Doubt your intentions for a moment. Because I know what we do. I'm us. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't really mean to manipulate you. It's just I'm so good at it. You know, it's so many words that just come out. And they say, you know, you're doing what I want you to do. It's an accident. You're, you know. But just for a moment, doubt your intentions. How many times do you use your words just to get your way? I mean, just to get your way. Well, I mean, it'd be really cool if we went here, Nate. Yeah, why would it be cool if we went here, Nate? Do you care if I hate it? Last time we ate here, got food poisoning. No, you don't care. You just want to eat here. But it's deeper than that. Manipulation is a horrible way to live. It's a terrible way to live. If you have zero influence, you can't live a life with other individuals without manipulation. Let's spend some time together. Let's grow spiritually. Let's get some help. Find out your identity. Learn to live in life with people without using them. Deception, never, ever, always the, the word play, trying to make sure that you're not seeing all that's going on here. It's another part of manipulation. It's not manipulation. It's a little different than that. 
to confuse. Sometimes we love to live in this place, man. I'm not going to be real. I'm going to be, I've worked with a lot of leaders who their intent is just to keep you off balance. I've worked with a lot of people, students, who like to just keep you off balance. I don't want you to really know the real me, so I'm just going to use my words to not ever let you see who I really am or what I really am. Confusion is a bad, bad place to live. Words, we use words as weapons a lot. We use words as weapons a lot, man. You know the saying, sticks and stones could break my bones, but words can break my spirit. We use words to hurt so much, to wound. I mean, you know when you find your, your temper and you want to say that thing? Then I just want you to feel this, man. I just need to feel this. I want you to, you to feel. We use words to wound, to control. I want to have an outcome in this, and I want it to be my way, and I am gifted at this stuff, and I'm going to, well, what I do, I'm going, to, I'm going to use my words to control you, but words are also used for encouragement, right? It's an odd thing. This thing can be unhealthy. It can be so powerful to encourage, to bless, to bring laughter. Don't you love someone who can use their words just to bring laughter, just make you just lose it? for a little bit. It's so healthy. Use your words to honor God. You could say things like Jerry's leading his worship today. We're, we're using words to honor God. In just this moment, we're using words. I know we're talking through my mouth, but we're honoring God with what we're doing right now. You can use words to honor others. Ever, I, I, I mean, it's so weird to think, man. I'm just going to be a spotlight shiner for you. I'm just going to say, I'm going to be this guy broadcasting for you. I'm the marquee, and I'm just promoting you. I said that once, hit the wrong way. To bring hope. Do you know your words can take life or they can bring life? They can steal hope or they can bring hope. And you know those who show up and it's like, man, I just feel like they took every bit of hope I had. So drained, like they took all the everything from me. Or, or those who come and you're like, man, it's so good to be with you today. To give life, we mentioned that. To build up patterns, man. Words are used, and we, they're so powerful. Well, I mean, words at church, yeah, but not words at home. Yeah, words at home. Well, words at home and church, but not words at school. Yes, words at church, words at school. Okay, home, church, at school, but not at work. Yes, at work. Okay, home, church, at school, but, but no, always. Scripture says that he hears every idle word. God hears every. Every idle word. And in our minds, we think that condemning, it could be condemning. That's not the intent. God is so close to you. He knows you. He knows all of it. He wants to bless. He wants to live. He wants to live in and through you. And he wants your mouth to do what Jesus has did. Do you know that God has used words forever? He spoke the first words. He's like, in the beginning, right? In the beginning, God, what did he do? Created heavens and earth. How did he do it? He just spoke. Let there be light. <laughs> there was light. I'm going to make a man a woman. Let there be a man a woman. There's a man a woman. I'm going to make some birds. going to make some animals. going to make bam, 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 bam. Just using words because they're powerful. And if his spirit's in you, his words have even more power in you. But there's another part of this story. Listen to this one, Okay. Genesis chapter 3, now the servant was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, 
Did God really say you must not eat from the tree in the garden? Hmm. Just words. Did he really say that? And the woman said to the servant, we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the... She's already hedging. Those words, man, they went deep, right? And then he goes on to, and she says, if we ate from the tree, you know, we will surely die. And he goes, oh, no, you won't die. You're not going to die. Don't worry about it. Satan used words to kill Paul. God brings, uses words to bring life. Satan uses words to kill. For a moment, just let yourself. Here's a really cool thing and just really creepy. Just wonder, my words. Wait, my words. Oh, my word. Who's, who's, my, my words, are they bringing life? Are they, what? I mean, they did deserve it, though. I mean, they really ticked me off. They really upset me. I'm not, you know, going to put up with that kind of stuff. Okay, I mean, you do you. Did I mention that God hears every idle word? Did I get to that part already? I think I said that already, right? Okay. But did you know that God used the word to defeat death and bring life? When Satan had run amok and did his thing, there's another good word. Run amok, phrase, yeah. He used his word to bring it. But what it says that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. There's darkness all over reigning now because Satan has done his thing. But he sends the word to bring life and light, as Scripture tells us in 14 of John chapter 1, that the Word became flesh. The Word became flesh, made us dwelling among us. He lived out a sinless life and spoke words all the time. He spoke all kinds of words, amazing words. To, to a, a, leper, a man with leprosy, he, he says, if you're willing, you can make me clean. I'm willing. I am willing. Be clean. In, with Nicodemus in John 3, you know, how am I supposed to be born again? Can I go back, you know, to that's weird? And he says, no, no, for God so loved the Lord, gave his one only son who believes in him. We have eternal life, right? And he also reminds us he came that we could have life in John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they would have life. He tells Lazarus, come out to a dead man. To the disciples, before the disciples, says, follow me. He reminds us in, John, or in Matthew 6 to seek first the kingdom of God. That's the first thing. This is these words he's saying. He tells a woman at a well, man, if you drink this water, you will never thirst again. His words are always on the up. They're always breathing life, always giving life. That's just what Jesus did. That's what God does. He gives and brings life with his words. And if you're his child, you have the power to give life with your words. If you're not, I mean, you still got some good words. But just imagine if you were. Anyway. So why is this even a problem still? I mean, we've been doing this a while, right? I mean, how old are you? How old are you? We've been doing this a while. Why is this even still a problem? Why this words thing? You know it. You go home, like, I can't believe I said that. I need to watch my mouth. One of these days, I'll quit cussing. One of these days, I'll quit. One of these days, I'm going to, you know what I really need to work on? But the problem is, is that the working on is we're working on the wrong area. We're working up here. And this is not, a, it's really not a tongue issue. It's a little bit deeper than that, right? 
But I think there's another problem at play. Could it be that we don't want to accept the issue about our words um, because we've done so much damage to other people? And if I acknowledge that my words are wrong, I have to own up to all the harm I've done to you and I do to others. And maybe people don't go to church anywhere anymore because I can't keep my mouth shut. Maybe people don't want to believe in God because I just represent them all wrong or not at all. What are my words? Could it, believe we, could it be we don't believe or we don't want to accept what we've done so, that we've done so much damage to people, to the church, to the kingdom of God, and to society, or just with our tongue? Well, what are we going to do about that? That's a tough one. I mean, when I have to look at me and have to own up to these kinds of things, I have, to, I have to wrestle with a couple of things. Can I fix me? We just will ourselves to stop negative words, put downs, cussing, gossiping, and complaining. Remember, God says he hears everything. He knows us. There's power in our words that everything's out there. Can I just stop this stuff? Well, I think if we could do that, I think we're, we're, we're connected enough and loving enough that we would, right? I mean, we would have stopped by now. I mean, I'm turning over a new leaf. <laughs> How many times, right? But there's something else, okay? Here's the deal. Jesus came to rescue us. He came to save us. Words are one of the things he desires to save us from and to. Our hearts are so bent on and so struggle with sometimes so, so, so this is what we would, how we would say this. Maybe we need to hear the word. Of, we need to hear the word God is speaking to us. He's saying something to you today. We need to allow. And, and, and here's a, here's the thing. Okay, I don't like language like you need to do this and you need to do that. But I got to tell you something. Um, need is at the right spot in this on this slide. We need to hear the word God is speaking to us, and we need to allow God to transform us from within. We truly can't do this on our own. We can't will ourselves to just talk better. It's not going to happen because you know you've tried. You know you've tried. And you know how miserable, I'm just not going to say that. <laughs> and I'm going to say that. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I'm not talking all day. Uh, they make me so mad when I'm at my in-laws or at my in-laws or my or when I'm at my cousins or with the family reunion or with I'm at those guys golfing or whatever. They just aggravate me so much. I'm just not going to talk. I'm just going to. And you're miserable because there's something inside and you can't fix it. She's like, I want to say you're stupid. You're cheating. You're doing whatever. I don't like you. And all that stuff's inside. And the problem is it's not words fault. It's yours. The problem with words is, is our, our hearts. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. The, the altar thing is meant for our hearts. Actually, the, the physical, and then, and then the heart gets there. The physical gets there, right? In view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You'll be able to test what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is an interesting one. It starts well. You brood of vipers, John the Baptist, doing what he does. How can you who are evil say anything good for that? This is not John. This is Jesus. My bad. You brood of vipers, how can you, evil, you who are evil say anything good for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of? A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. 
And an evil man brings evil things out of the good stored up, or out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you'll be acquitted, and by your words you'll be condemned. Above all else, guard your heart. It's the wellspring of life. Everything you do flows from it. Everything you do comes from this place. Just God, through the Holy Spirit, talking about words. Some powerful scripture. But what do we actually do? What do we actually do about it? So one, we trust God to do. We, in his power, say, do something in me. I know you want this. I know you want me to guard my heart. I know I'm taking in stuff. You know what forms your heart, what shapes your heart, what you hear, what you feel, your, your environment, all those kinds of things, where your thought processes go just in daily life? Are you filling you with Jesus? Are you filling you with the good things of life? Are you just doing your thing, doing whatever, hearing whatever? Well, then, you know, I mean, your heart's a pretty sacred thing. Your heart's a pretty sacred thing just to allow anything into it. And what comes into it is going to come out of it. There's no hiding it. And so personally, I would say this. One, God is the only one that can change your heart or my heart and my words. But two, I can join him in that effort. He invites me to join him, actually. Can you have any discipline, James? Can you just shut your mouth sometimes, James? No, actually, I don't think I can, but we'll try together. So we learn to taste our words. I have, I've mentioned this here before. I have a dear friend who preaches in, in, at the North Atlanta Church of Christ in Georgia. He's talking with this older lady. Well, he's talking about a sermon about words, and this, this older lady in the congregation met him afterwards, and she said, he, he asked her what she did because she's always so gracious, and her, her comment was, I always taste my words before I say them. If they don't taste good to me, they're not going to taste good to you. So, so I would say learn to taste your words. Chill. Breathe. Things aren't that big a deal, man. God loves you. He loves us. We're in this thing together. Whatever you say next, man, this moment just not, might not be that big a deal in the, in the long term. Let's be really careful. Let's just take a breath, take a break. I heard so many kids talk so hateful too. By parents, siblings, people like that. And four or five years later, they show up at intermission just beaten down and struggling, identity crisis, issues, insecurities. We gotta learn to taste our words, man. We gotta chill, cut people slack. It's a long haul. This is a marathon. This ain't no sprint. Remember your mom? Or maybe, maybe this was just too cliche by the time you were, my, my mom, man, this was her go-to. If you can't say something nice, just don't say anything. And you remember there's an old, there's a song about whatever, and it's ringing through your head right now if you know it. But if you can't say something nice, just, just, how do you say shut up nicely? <laughs> by the way, that's a phrase to a word. That's not nice. Don't say shut up. But shut up. <laughs> if you can't say something nice, just shush. Don't say anything. Just quit. Think about it. Come at it another way. Take a break. If it's important, I'm not saying don't address things need to be addressed, but if they need to be addressed, take a breath. Be more creative. You're brilliant. Stop being weak and cheap and petty. 
put some work into this thing. Chill and put some work into this thing. Don't do the things you dislike in others. I love this, man. How many people are like going off about somebody? I'm like, that's you. <laughs> you are you. You even use the same words. You don't, you don't like them and you're battling with them and you're telling me words on and on. Words, words, words. And you're them. You are the same. You say the same things. You do the same things. Stop talking. Taste your words. Take a breath. Run this stuff before Jesus for just a little bit. Let him hear what you're saying. I got to tell you something. You want to have the most convicting conversation with God? Hang out with God long enough to say, God, I do not like this person because they're a big jerk and they are so painful. They get on my nerves there. So and wait just a moment and wait till he comes back around and says, is that right? Well, let's talk about your kids. Let's talk about your wife. Let's talk about your friends and the way that you talk to them and the way you act toward them. And you're like, oh, I didn't know you were actually going like, to flip this thing around. God's not fooled by our lives, man. So what you struggle with in others, turn that thing around. Work on a little self-awareness. Battle with those words. Battle with the you and those kinds of places and things. Find grace and mercy for yourself and give lots of it to others. Honor them with it and with your mouth. People have to accept you, but they don't have to accept your painful words. Absolutely do not have to accept your painful words. And I have to be friends with you if you're going to be like that. Here's one. I just want you to read this for a minute, and then I'll read it to you the way that it is in my head. I see you, Jacob Bo. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. It's just who I am doesn't cut it anymore. This is who I am. Oh, you're a jerk? Oh, you just run your, you just say mean things to people because you feel it. You don't get to be held accountable for what you say, but everybody else gets, to, they have to get, suffer your wrath for what they say. Just who I am doesn't cut it anymore. Especially if who you are or who you're being is nasty with your words. It doesn't cut it. If you have nasty words, you have a nasty heart. If you say mean things all the time, you have a mean heart. If you just shoot your mouth off all the time, you have a heart that has no control or no discipline. Trust me, I wrestle with all these things. You're not alone. Me and you're good company. The problem is you're probably saying bad stuff about me when I'm not around. Because <laughs> you can't control your mouth. But we're not hopeless. We're not hopeless in this. The scripture calls us to speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit as we sing and make music in our heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father through everything in the name of the Lord. He came, he speaks words and brings life. He calls us to do the same. We get lost in this story as our heart gets polluted by all the things that Satan offers us. And he reminds us, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. It's only what's helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit <clears throat> those who listen. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you're sealed for the day of redemption. Here's the thing. Did you think about your words bringing life, bringing death, grieving the Holy Spirit of God? Jesus reminds us in John 10, 10 at this moment right now. There's a, there's, a, there's a legalism that says that you have sinned and so now you're probably going to go to hell. <laughs> you talk too much. You say the wrong things. 
And God says, no, 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 no. I saved you. You don't, the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set you free from the law of sin and death. We're not talking about your, your work. We're talking about, could we, family, could we grow up a little bit? Could we learn to watch our words? Could we learn to speak better of one another, to one another, and of one another when we're not around? I always say at intermission, I hear my name in the other room. I'm like, who, who, why is my name in somebody's mouth in the other room? It's just being funny. But it wouldn't be cool if your name is in somebody's mouth in this place that it would be a good thing. Not because you're perfect, but because if there's something to deal with, you deal with it. And we use words to encourage and support one another. Jesus came to save you, your dark and broken and wounded heart. And he came to save you, and in that saving, he wants to change your words. Because your words do great damage and harm. My words do great damage and harm. Or my words can bring honor to God. They can make people see that he's worthy to me. They can make people see how much I love you. And then they would think this. This is the next thought they're thinking. Either I trust you and I want to be with you because someone who loves God and people like that, I want to be a part of that. Or they can say, man, how do you claim to be a child of God and talk like that? You know, good news, God loves you. The awesome news, he came to clean all of this up, and he has. But there's some work to do, and we're not going to get stuck in it. We're going to move through it so that we can use our words to bring honor. If you're struggling in any way today with any of this, the story of words, in wrestling with words, a word I have for you is Jesus came to die for you. And you can be included in all he's done if you're not his child. You can be immersed in him today. One of our elders will come forward and they'll baptize you in him if you came forward and requested that. If you're struggling in any way and need prayer, they'll step up here and pray with you. And if you said, man, I'll say some crazy stuff, they'll say, i say some crazy stuff too. Let's work on this together. Whatever you desire, why don't you come as we stand and sing. There's a fountain free, tis for you and me. Let us haste, oh, haste to its brink. Tis the fount of love from the source above, and he bids us all freely drink. Will you come to the fountain free? Will you come? Tis for you and me. Thirsty soul, hear the welcome call. Tis a fountain open for all. There's a living stream with a crystal gleam. From the throne of life now it flows. While the waters roll, let the weary soul hear the call that forth freely goes. Will you come to the fountain free? Will you come? Tis for you and me, thirsty soul. Hear the welcome call. Tis a fountain open for all. There's a living.
swell and its waters swell and eternal life they can give and we joyful sing ever spring oh spring as we haste to drink and to live will you come to the fountain free will you come tis for you and me thirsty soul hear the welcome There's a rock that's cleft and no soul is left that may not its pure water share. Tis for you and me and its stream I see. Let us hasten joyfully there. Will you come to fountain free will you come tis for you and me thirsty soul hear the welcome call tis a fountain open for all thank you may be seated Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you all out this morning. Thanks for being here. Um, if you're visiting with us, be sure to stick around for a few minutes afterwards. Um, we'd love to meet you and to spend some time with you. If you're visiting with us online, thanks for being with us this morning. Um, we're, uh, we're so thankful um, for all of you being here this morning and to enjoy this time of worship with us, our singing, uh, gathering around the table, and, uh, and the lesson this morning. Um, I don't know about you all, but uh, but Jamie's lesson this morning kind of hit me right between the eyes, um, and I'll, I'll mention a little bit more about that here in a minute. But uh, if you didn't get a chance uh, to pick up a bulletin on your way in, make sure you pick up one on your way out. Um, there's a lot of great information in there. I don't have many updates as far as our prayer requests go. I know that uh, uh, I do have one addition, um, and that's Sue Book. Rich's, uh, Rich's mom is in the hospital currently. Um, undergoing some tests for some things that she's got going on. So make sure and remember Sue and, uh, and Rich and his family as uh, his mom is in the hospital there this morning. So make sure uh, to take a look at our prayer requests there. I know that, uh, that all of them on there would appreciate a word of encouragement, your prayers, your thoughts, some cards, uh, and whatever else uh, that you can do to help them and encourage them along the way. Um, a lot of things coming up um, this coming weekend. Um, there's a baby shower here uh, at the building at 11 o'clock for Sam and Shelby. Um, there's some more information in the bulletin for that. Also this coming weekend is our uh, fall harvest uh, devotional party out at the Dressbacks at their farm. Um, the, uh, the post that was made on Facebook has their barn address, but this is actually gonna be at their house at 26. 26 Higby Road. So on the same road, just on down the road a couple miles, um, there on the right um, at 2626. We'll try to get that up updated on Facebook so that uh, 
so that you all have the right address. I know that's going to be a great time. There's still a sign-up sheet out back um, for those um, to bring desserts and bread. And then um, there's going to be a campfire devotional, so uh, make sure and be prepared for that. Um, I'm sorry, for the, for the wagon ride and all kinds of things going on. Bring chairs um, and uh, just come and have a good time. Um, I know that it was a great time last year. I'm looking forward to it again this year. So um, uh, everyone, please plan on being there for that. Um, our uh, Midwestern Children's Home uh, item for this month is toothpaste or toothbrush. I know, I know that there's a lot of those uh, piling up back there, but go ahead and get that stuff in so we can get that stuff to them. Um, the directory that's on the back window back there, Gareth says that they're taking that down after this morning, so um, today's the last day to get to make sure that your information's updated on that. I know we've been talking about that for uh, a while now, and we're looking forward to having that uh, electronically and uh, to where we can all get to it and, and, and make better contact with each other. So, um, Also tonight, our uh, home groups continue, and in... Uh, a little bit about that. Uh, Rich and June's uh, home group is, is going to be meeting here at the church with the group here at the church tonight since, uh, since Rich's mom is, is in the hospital. So if you're part of Rich and June's home, home group, make sure and come here to the building instead of going to their house. Um, for those uh, host homes, there's a attendance sheet out there in the foyer, so make sure and get your attendance on there. And there's still room. Um, if you didn't get a chance to get signed up, I know that, uh, that all of our hosts would be more than, more than happy to have you. So um, go ahead and, and uh, talk to them, get signed up, uh, and be part of that tonight. So last week, we, uh, the title of our lesson was Who Has the Answers? And then this week, the title of our lesson for home groups this evening is Finding Identity and Purpose. So it's going to be a great, uh, I know that ours... It was a great study, and I know that uh, I've talked to others that had a great time, so uh, make sure and be part of that. <clears throat> During Jamie's lesson today, you know, he talked about words, and I grew up in a house with five kids, and uh, I often talk about my mom, and uh, my mom always did, had, had forms of discipline. One of the, one of the, uh, one of her most effective, I think, and long-lasting forms of discipline was every once in a while she'd break out in song. Um, whenever us kids weren't getting along or uh, had not such kind words to say to each other. And uh, it's probably one of the things I remember the most. I, I talk about songs that my mom loved. My mom never really pro professed to be a great musician or great singer, but she sure knew when to, uh, when to break out in song to, uh, to get us corrected. And one of, one of those songs, um, is uh, on page 719 of our songbook. And I found it kind of ironic, too, when I looked at this this morning. But down at the bottom, when I looked, how long it had been around um, is since 1867. And it says that it was, uh, that the words are words of a Sunday school teacher. I never noticed that before, but it's called Angry Words. And I'd like to read that to you as we depart this morning, just to kind of piggyback on what, on what Jamie had to say today. But it says... Angry words, O oh, let them never from thy tongue unbridled slip. May the heart's best impulse ever check them ere they soil the lip. Love is much too pure and holy, friendship is too sacred far. For a moment's reckless folly, thus to desolate and mar. Let our words be sweetly spoken, 
Let kind thoughts be greatly stirred. Show our love to one another with abundance of kind words. And then this is the part that I remember most about my mom is the chorus. It says, love one another, thus set the Savior. Children, obey the Father's blessed command. So not only are we talking about our worldly father, but we're talking about our heavenly father here as well. Children, obey the Father's blessed command. <clears throat> love one another, thus set the Savior. Children, obey the Father's blessed command. Angry words, oh, let them never from thy tongue unbridled slip. Just something a little bit to help you uh, this week and kind of something that hits me a little bit close to home. So let's stand now and we'll be dismissed in prayer. And I hope you guys have a great day today. God. You truly, uh, your love is amazing. It's awesome. We thank you so much for songs like this and, and lessons like this that can bring, hit us so hard, dear Lord. I pray that as we go through our week, as we go through our time ahead, that we can remember the words that were, that were uh, shared with us this morning, dear Lord, the words that, um, that are so important to us and so important to others, and that's to love one another. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the love that you have for us. I pray for those that are hurting this morning, for those that are sick. I pray, continue to pray for um, those that are healing from procedures, those that uh, uh, are unable to be here with us this morning. For Rich's mom, dear Lord, I pray for her. Pray that you heal her and be with the family as, uh, as they are um, at the hospital this morning, dear Lord. And for our day, I pray that you bless us, dear Lord. I pray that you give us a good day with our family, with our friends. Dear Lord, and for tonight, for home groups, I pray that we can come together, that we can uh, fellowship with one another, have a good time, and learn more about you. We love you, and thank you for your son, Jesus, and it's in his name that I pray. Amen.